Have you ever considered Jesus being your brother? If you're someone new, you might get it. That's because you had a deep experience of the Lord and he revealed his presence to you. Or you can also be someone that is new to the faith and you found Catholicism super cool, like the church history, the beautiful churches, the saint stories, um, the sacraments, the theology, that it's so rich and you recognize it is good and you want to know more. I want to affirm you that you are right where you are and that I'm so excited for the encounter God has planned for you. Today, I want to share one of these beautiful encounters I had with Jesus that changed my life. It all happened through a painting of uh, a painting done by um, Rembrandt. He was a Dutch painter in the 17th century. He painted the prodigal son parable that you could find in Luke 15. All of us can relate to this story, and it gets us every single time. He paints the scene of the prodigal son that has returned back to the father's house. He's kneeling at the father's feet. You don't see his face. The father, you see that his face is, is warm, tender. He's leaning towards the prodigal son with his hands embracing the shoulder and the back. To the right of the image is the older good brother that stayed with the father and attended the fields. His face is depicted very proud and stern. There's also another man sitting to the side and a, ma- and, a, and a maid peeking into the encounter. I'm sure you have seen this picture in churches and schools. This painting brought me so much healing and restoration during a time where I was completely lost and not knowing God truly in an intimate way really only knowing God from a headspace through what I studied and learned at school and church. You know, in 2015 was my year of discernment. Previous year, the previous year I had graduated from finishing up my bachelor's in commerce. After a long couple of years of struggle to achieve this degree, and at the same time going through a dark period of my life, I think, I definitely was struggling with depression and feeling alone. A sense of me uh, feeling that I, it was me against the world. I was just struggling to move forward after breaking off from a wrong relationship. The actual relationship broke off four to five years ago, but I was still carrying it with me. The constant back and forth uh, of the thoughts of one day we'll reunite. Oh, I can't wait to see this person just to get a glimpse of them. So that, you know, it triggers everything, all my sense to rush forth to the past, to the fantasy of being together again. At the same time, I was also serving in my home parish, actively involved as a lecturer, photographer. I was also serving in two local charismatic prayer groups, handling all the audiovisual for prayer meeting and being, being involved in the two youth groups as well. The thing is, when I served uh, at these places, um, I felt complete, like as I was made for this, just like a, you know, a tiny puzzle piece fits in this big puzzle, I felt like I fit in the church, like to be around the church setting, to be around a retreat setting, I just felt right. See, wherever God was, I felt like I I fit in. So, you know, I thought I call, I'm called for religious life. So while I was in university, I also had a friend that was discerning. Mind you, that years prior, um, our youth group, one of the youth groups that I was a part of, 
had the religious fever, uh, meaning that we had like five guys join the seminary and then me and this other friend discerning convent life. So I had a partner to go visit the Sisters of Life and other, you know, discernment retreats and conferences and workshops specifically to discernment. And I came across the Pauline Sisters. They were so attractive. They were my, they were my flavor of nuns. Like they are, they are the media nuns. I bet you have at least one book printed by them. I felt like I fit perfectly with them because they catered to all my interests, like photography, video, print, you know, design, and all the backstage stuff. Because I'm a backstage, behind-the-scene kind of a gal. But I got to tell you that this narrative is changing <laughs> according to God. Um, anyways, but in 2020, in 2015, um, I was bold, I guess. Um, I was, in a, I was in search of a life plan. Until then, I didn't really have a life plan or I didn't really see a future. Because while I was in university, my mindset was that I'm going to dedicate my life to God and my life gonna, is going to be in the continent totally dedicated to Him and that God will be my husband. I won't run the risk of being hurt or hurting someone else. Oh, little naive Christina. This was all coming from my brokenness, from that one wrong relationship that wrecked me. Anyways, I felt like the Pauline Sisters was for me, so I decided to attend their Holy Week discernment retreat in Boston. You know, I'm a big fan of Lent, the 40 days, the Holy Week. Uh, maybe that's another podcast we'll talk about. Anyways, I want to say that this was my first adult independent decision I made for myself. So I booked my ticket and I decided to go a day early to explore Boston. I enjoyed my solo one-day trip in Boston. It was cold, but I enjoyed every single minute of it in the new city. The next day, I was picked up by one of the sisters at the retreat, and the retreat began. The vocation director is Sister Margaret Michael. She was a spiritual director, so we all had our individual time with her. Every day we would spend an hour uh, just talking and she would lead us into different exercises to help us discern through this process. She, uh, you know, she had the Staten Island, New York accent, absolutely loved it. You know, I, I only would, I only experienced that accent only on TV shows, but to actually experience someone talking to you in that accent, man, uh, it was a treat. She's, she's a beautiful woman, a woman of God. Anyways, it was a mix. Uh, the retreat was that whole week was a mix of silent days of retreat and interaction. You know, I really should do maybe another, that's a good podcast uh, topic uh, about my holy week in the common. Anyways, um, one afternoon, Sister Margaret Michael was showing us around the convent, and in one of the hallways, she stopped. And she started to talk about the painting that was hung. It was Rembrandt's prodigal son painting. Uh, I really don't remember what she was saying, but I remember that moment that I just stared at that picture. The older brother caught my eye. I also remember the front door of the convent door open, for, and it was a very tiny door. But I just remember it was open, and this cool breeze entered. As the retreat progressed, and... I really kept coming back to this picture. After supper on Holy Thursday, we began our silent retreat up until Easter Sunday. There was adoration throughout the night, and in my quiet time, the revelation of the older brother came, that this older brother is actually Jesus. 
because of Jesus that I am here. The prodigal daughter, me, is able to return back to the father's house is because of the older brother. If the older brother didn't honor and be obedient to his father and continue to work in the fields, there wouldn't be anything to come back to. See, Jesus is the older brother. Only difference between the parable, older brother description, and Jesus is that he's not mad or annoyed but that feeling that it was worth it. That Jesus says that I suffered for you so that you can come back home. You see, there was a moment of conversion and healing happening during this encounter for me. I have a younger brother right now who is so beautiful, who's so good, I'm so proud of. His name is Chris. During that time, I was struggling internally with him. It's not like we had a fight or anything. There was something I was struggling with him. At that time, I wasn't really close to him, and I was struggling to actually start to trust him during that period of time. But this encounter with Jesus, that Jesus is my brother, became a reality. It connected me, connected me that I loved my brother even though I was struggling with him, even though I wasn't able to trust him. I love my brother. This reality or this, um, I guess, a tube-like moment, like this, something came over me how, how much I loved my, my brother Chris. Like no one can take away that my brother is not my brother. Like no one can take away that we share the same parents, that we come from the same gene- genealogy. He's my brother. Like DNA can prove it that we are related, that Chris is my brother. And Jesus was telling me that he's my brother and that no one can take that away. He was saying that I have your back, I love you, that we are united in blood just as you are related in blood with your younger brother. Jesus was asking me to trust him You know, all that you feel when you're with a loved family member was just resonating in my heart so much that night. That feeling of security, trust, and being loved, and being acknowledged, being embraced, just being in the same room with your favorite person. That was the start of me receiving love. I think as a child, I struggled to receive love. I still struggle with it. I was always good at giving love. You know, praise be to God for being a woman and having that beautiful feminine gene. Because we're so good at giving love. But receiving love, it's not always easy. As the older sister, I cared for my brother. I looked out for him, fed him, you know, cleaned his bum bum when he was small. I remember during this time of this encounter, Jesus reminded me that, uh, this, uh, when we had just came to Canada and we just started school, we were in the same elementary school. During recess one time, I saw he was getting bullied. So I immediately ran and went and got him out of that situation. I was my little brother's protector. Jesus reminded me that scene and said, I'm protecting you. I died on the cross for you. My blood is your protection. I love you. 
I don't think until that moment I was able to accept that someone would do something for me because they love me. See, I was blind and numb to other people loving me because of my brokenness. You know, the first people that we know or experience love is our parents. Even my parents' love, I dismiss because their sacrifice and their dedication, I was numb to it because I kind of, I classified it was their duty, so they have to do it. But if it was someone else that did show me love in some way or form, I would dismiss it. The constant thought process that, you know, well, they all do it. You know, they do it for everyone. Like, I'm not special. Uh, it was convenient for them. They have an ulterior motive or so forth. I was just so dismissive. My inability to receive love was so harming that it was also fueling this idea that I'm called to religious life. That if I go lock myself up in the common, I won't get hurt. You know, I think that's a whole nother topic for a podcast. I think I've got through like three podcast topics. But anyways, I just wanted to touch of how much through this encounter of Jesus as my brother, I was able to receive this filia love. C.S. Lewis writes in The Four Loves, the book that he, one of the books that he, amazing books that he wrote, one of them being filia. The definition, I'm just really being honest with you that I'm getting this off of Wikipedia. Philia is a love between friends as close as siblings in strength and duration. I know we're used to hearing Jesus and agape love, self-sacrificing love. But I was experiencing this type of love with Jesus, the love of a brother that renewed my love for my earthly brother also. This revelation of the brother part came to me in my room and I just cried. You know, I just wanted to hug my brother and I just wanted to be around him. But is it not refreshing that it's not only about agape love, but it's also this filia love, the love between friends as close as siblings in strength and duration? Like Jesus is my brother. You know, even as I talk to you about it, after so many years, it just clocks in more and more for me. You know, it's like seven years. Like, it just restores, you know, it restores my relationship. That Jesus is my brother. That he loves me. And he has to, like, he's that older brother. You know, that perfect older brother is Jesus. You know, the one that you want to make sure that um, you have his affirmation, that his eyes are on you, that, you know, you want to always impress him. You always want to uh, be around him. You know, that's that older brother, uh, the brother that will always protect you, always provide for you, always, you know, uh, spoil you. You know, that's my Jesus. You know, those of you that are close to a loving family can resonate uh, or, you know, carry the sentiment that we would do anything for our family. You would drop anything to be there for your family. Jesus is my family. Jesus, Jesus was telling me that I'm part of his family, that he would die for me like he legit did. His, he put his words into action and he died for me. 
So I am redeemed so that I could come back to my father's house. It also helped that the next day was Good Friday, where I was weeping throughout the way of the cross. I journeyed the way of the cross like a family member. That it was my brother that was wrongfully accused. That it was my brother that is getting butchered like an animal. That it's my brother that's on that cross. That Good Friday was an emotional roller coaster. The funny thing is, back in the day, like maybe three to five years prior to that, my little brother actually played Jesus in our parish. We have the cross. It's just crazy how God paints your past to show you that he was the painter and he makes everything beautiful. This one encounter through this painting changed the rest of the retreat, my discernment to religious life, my new intimate relationship with Jesus, my renewal for my love for my brother, to love him just the way he is and be open to open the door to receive love. I wonder if there are others just like me who encounter Jesus through this painting. Short answer, yes. One of them being, being someone famous, and that's St. John Henry Newman. I came to that discovery two years ago. I could proudly say that this picture of the prodigal son by Rembrandt is in large framed in my house. It is a centerpiece of my home. You know, I've seen this picture before. I know the prodigal son's story. I've at least heard it and read it even hundreds or even thousands of times. You know, but this picture, this painting, decided to encounter me 2015 April Holy Week to unravel this intense intimacy with Jesus, that he is my brother. This picture began my journey into the individual relationship of the three persons of the Trinity. See, Jesus is my older brother. He introduced me to the Father. The Father introduced me to the Holy Spirit. And this year, 2022, I think I have my seasons with the three persons of the individual Trinity, individually and as a whole. You know, I believe this year for me is going to be a year of uh, power, from a bow with exploding in my life, and I'm ready for it. I pray that this year that you will encounter Jesus as one of your older brothers. Until then, stay faithful.